0: Hey guys, this is Ralph Macho. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is William Zapka. If you're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter, and again, bringing on companions to help me finish up the Season 4 episode reviews, this uh, this time, probably the most badass of my admin team, Sensei P. Ilani, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. That's hilarious. I don't know if I'm the most badass, because you've got a pretty incredible team, but yep, it's me, Sensei P. Ilani, happy to be with you.
0: Thank you. Uh, I mean... You, you, you do the martial artists <laughs> uh, you, and you, uh, you wield the size, you know, so like you, you know, you um, I, I feel you have a little bit more experience, if anything.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. I definitely do train with size and katana and what we call the flying commas. And so, um, yeah, I guess I do have a few tricks up my sleeve. If you need anyone in the zombie apocalypse, just give me a call.
0: Yes, yes. Um, you are one of my uh, longest podcast friends, uh, one of my longest supporters. Um, I was actually listening back to one of our very first episodes together. It was almost seven years ago. We reviewed oh Surf Ninjas.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. For so many reasons. Yeah. I was going to tell uh, Daniel about the Surf Ninjas review because we were talking about Bald Move and sort of that's one of our connections, right? It's sort of like yeah. Bald Move, Project Fandom. Um, and then all the stuff that you were doing with, uh, quartet parts. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Crazy. We go, Seven years. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. We go. The, way your last back. two
1: kids weren't <laughs> even born yet. Right.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny because you mentioned quartet parts and, um, th- this is, this is my memory, but me and Brianna had Mariano and Allegra, his then wife come on and we did an episode, episode called like talking Cobra Kai with newbies and oh. i think off mic or at some point you know i kind of joked like oh my wife will probably be popping out our baby pretty soon here because she was pregnant with with you know our youngest daughter and that very morning and this is the way i remember it my wife remembers it differently that <laughs> yeah after my recording i went to go hop back into bed and basically i was woken up and she's like well, my water broke <laughs> oh. you know i was like all right well so that's my memory but um <laughs> uh, but yeah you're right the, the the last two babies but um you know since you've been on like this ride with me for so many years just kind of like in a nutshell what is your like observations from afar you know uh, to, to kind of see me Ooh. from where i started because like listening to that surf ninjas review i was doing like the whole podcast voice you know trying to sound like professional and i feel like at some Ooh. point i finally got into my own skin you know and sounding more like oh. like peter you know
1: that that is such oh man i wish you would have prepped me so i could give a really <laughs> um i could make a organic, coherent right? answer. A little, a little, i know well let me take a sip of my boba um before yeah, yeah, i respond yeah. um so i'll say uh, i remember you reaching out to me when i was doing the bald move podcast i think and covering oranges and new black uh-huh. and and it it felt like you were acting like a baby podcaster but you weren't brand new to the game you had been doing podcasting for a while but okay, I think the yeah. difference between, like, seven years and now is, I mean, to use your words, you definitely have come into your own skin. But there's something about you're staying super humble, but you're doing huge things, you know? And I think that is just you. You're you're just a real person. You're super chill um, and super enthusiastic. I remember at the time you were all about the shirt you've got on, right? Back to the Future, I think. Yeah. And you were asking if I knew what hydrate level four meant. And I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) that's a deep cut for me. I was sort of a surface level fan, but you take that sort of authentic fandom and you just put it into all your projects. And who would have thought what Cobra Kai would have grown into. Right. I mean, when it was on YouTube red, very few people were looking at it. And those of us who were, were like deeply passionate about this show. And then, Season two comes around, and then also we're like, what's going to happen? And then you've been with them the entire time, you know, just bravely reaching out to folks to interview them. People don't have to – I was going to say the balls. Can I say that? As, yeah, as,
0: absolutely. Come on, you've okay. heard Bree swear on here. <laughs>
1: fair. That's fair. Okay. In honor of Bree, I will curse as often as possible. Um, yeah. But, you know, you just – Go and reach out to the actors, the behind the scene folks, and just say, hey, you know, I'm Peter. I've got this podcast. Would you mind coming on? And look what's happened. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like, like the big sister for cheering you on from afar um, and just, you know, wanting you to be successful. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've seen. A lot of growth, but it's all you, 100%. From seven years to th- today, you're still the same, Peter.
0: Yeah, appreciate that. I mean, uh, and, and you may be forgetting that you are – the uh, the person that gave me my first uh, interview in this universe.
1: Was I the first? Really?
0: Well yeah, sensei Ford, you uh, connected yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I guess I didn't
1: realize it was the first person.
0: Yeah, because Tom and I we did the credit kid movies on Postalgic and you reached out, you're like, hey, yes. I got a friend that was in that third movie. And I was like, oh, uh, well, we were a little unkind to that movie uh, in terms of the review. And you're like, oh, it's it's fine. He knows it's a bad movie. And <laughs> so yeah, he was my very first interview specifically for that movie. Now yeah, that's right. I I did interview uh, uh, Jarrett, no, no, Gabriel Jarrett, who played Rudy from the third movie. He's one that Daniel uh, Daniel breaks his nose at the uh, at the club. So yeah, yeah. I interviewed him for a real genius, not for the Karate kid. So a little oh. bit different, but I did ask him like, oh, hey, well, you're in the Karate kid part three. Tell me about that. You know, but yeah, Sensei Ford was my very first interview in the Miyagi-verse oh. and, you know, not knowing that Cobra Kai was right around the corner, quite literally.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And Sensei Ford is um, one of the first black belts under my sensei. And he taught the person who taught me flying comets. So like everything is interconnected, right? And yeah. uh, congratulations, Sensei Ford, on your new grandson, Oliver. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll listen to this because I'm going to be like, yeah, Yo, you got to listen to this one while you're um, feeding you the baby.
0: It's, it's, it's the two of us here, you know. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but speaking of, you know, uh, we, we got to have breakfast with him when I flew down to uh, Cali back in April for Paley Fest. Uh, so that was uh, very exciting. I get to meet him for the first time, finally, after four years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. A a lot of connections, you know, who would have thought, uh, here we are, you know, Dennis lives, you know, Dennis continues in in the fandom. Um, you know, you and I are talking about Cobra Kai. And so, yeah, yeah. Fun fun times. Um,
1: yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah.
0: All right, so we are going to get into episode 406, Kicks Get Chicks. Uh, This one was directed by Joel Novoa, who I previously interviewed. Just a fantastic person. Please uh, check out his interview. He has a great story, just like him as a person and becoming a uh, a filmmaker. Um, And also, like, the fun tip is that he does give uh, on his two episodes, 405, I'm kind of blanking. Oh, Matchpoint, uh, the episode before this and then this one as well. Uh, this is written by um, Matea Green, who I also recently interviewed. You guys should have seen that in the feed. Also another fantastic interview. Um, so, Pihlana, before we get into the review proper, let me ask you, what was your initial thoughts of this episode?
1: Oh, boy. My initial thoughts were, um, first of all, I should have bought the Contenders T-shirt that says Kicks get chicks because that have oh, been right? funny but i'm wearing oh, yeah. a contenders t-shirt right now um i'll show it to you even though they won't see it it's the lover and a fighter like it lover and a fighter tank top um this this was the the johnny being johnny over the top 1000 um episode and i remember i think amy and i were talking about how um it was sort of cringeworthy to a certain point and i <laughs> I watched the episode without realizing that was Matea as the writer. And thank goodness it was her because that means it was like this sort of meta experience. Like she knew what she was doing with the dialogue and just took Johnny and cranked him all the way up to like 20, you know. Um, So I found it uh, cringeworthy and entertaining at the same time. Um, And I'd love to get into the episode because the opening scene has so many people that you've spoken with, some people that I've met. Um, I just had a fun time rewatching this uh, to take notes this time.
0: Right. And um, on the topic of, uh, you know, Mateo writing this uh, for those that missed that interview, she also wrote Johnny's long email to Allie in season three, I guess, it ends up getting deleted. Yeah. So, so she, you know, she mentions she enjoys writing for Johnny, you know, so I I think she has a lot of fun with this one. Um, Yeah. I quite (laughs) enjoyed it. Um, You know, a, a little inside baseball, but the the future episode has already been recorded and uh mike p who runs cobra kai wisdom on that episode he mentions that he felt that episode was an important one i think this one is too because like you get so much with so many people um backstory of a character who were like wait what that happened with Mm. you and we've known you for like four seasons now Mm -hmm. you know so little things like that and we'll definitely get into it but um like that's that's the thing with season four i feel like it's one big ass movie each episode is really a chapter in the Mm -hmm. movie and and they they all really can't exist without the other like it's just so dense this this season uh so yeah Yeah. let's, let's, let's let's kick it off with the um the start of let's see Episode with an annual all valley board meeting, uh, and they're looking to make some changes. Now, I guess I never really caught on that this is an annual all valley board meeting. They probably have a few, maybe not just one, but I would, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that this is about the same time the previous year is when Johnny uh, sat before them talking about please reinstate Cobra Kai. Yeah, I, I think mean, so.
1: I mean, I think. It's like any other organization, right? They need to get together and and sort of organize, literally. That sounds really redundant, but it's late. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Um, They need to get together and sort of huddle and plan what the next event is going to be. I just thought it was really funny that they were sitting literally in a board room um, versus (laughs) all the tournaments I've planned. It's like you're sitting literally like uh, we went to Gardena Bowl in Gardena and ate breakfast. That's how we plan tournaments. Uh, So it was really fun to see them all sort of in corporate attire, like, very seriously uh planning this tournament it made me giggle a lot
0: yeah yeah it's funny because like um you know in previous seasons we learned that they uh, presumably they all have like day jobs as well you know so depending on what that job is they go home shower and put on something nice just to attend this meeting (laughs) at the the all valley facility or you know uh the gymnasium or whatever um (laughs) but you you've actually met one of these uh at least one of the uh cast members in here
1: yeah, it's so funny because I think because of the Facebook group, I feel like I've met most of them. But I, when right. I really evaluated it, I met Kara Ann Marie uh, at Live, like Cobra Kai Live and Badass. Is that the full title of it?
0: Uh, That's right... a joke. If you if you want to include that Probably. too,
1: <laughs> Netflix is a joke. I know they're, they'll yeah. ding me if I don't get that in their plug. Yeah. No, I did give them lots of money though. I went to a bunch of their uh, shows during the whole three weeks of whatever that was. So there you go. they, uh, they have my cash. Uh, yes. Netflix is a joke. Cobra Kai live and badass at the Microsoft theater. FYI, I do work for the company that owns Microsoft theater. So I had a little bit of an in for that one. Um, but when we found out that Kara and Marie was coming, I reached out to her on Twitter. I said, Hey, there's a group of us from Cobra Kai companion. We'd love to meet up, take a picture, say hello. You know, And I think a couple of the folks that met up with us probably would have lost their minds had they met her, because um, we've got some very, very committed fans. Yeah. I won't name them, um, but some who know front and back, some who write fan fiction, some who know the backstories of these ancillary characters to the point where you think they, they were the stars of the show. Uh, but yes, Kara Marie was so sweet. I, she and her husband were there. Um, she made a point to come out and find us while we were sitting in the theater to say hello. And it was just delightful to get to know her.
0: Well, oh, that's fun. And uh, also you guys um, joined me to recap your evening at that event. You know, I, I got to kind of, live vicariously through you guys and through uh, Ken Cole's uh, live tweets. Uh, yeah. Jace, you know, so um, <laughs> so I kind of felt like I was there. You know, you guys were sending me videos, tagging me and things, you know, the whole UG surprise, all fantastic oh. stuff. So if you guys missed that episode, go back and check that out. It was a lot of fun.
1: Go back and listen to that. I really wished you were there, Peter. I was thinking, yeah. oh, you would have lost your shit when so UG <laughs> walked out. I was yeah. like,
0: I don't know. Like, I would have been Whoa. in tears, you know, falling to the ground. I don't know. You know.
1: Yes, and I was sitting next to another sensei who is a black belt, a uh, fifth-degree black belt in Okinawa and Sho and, and she and I were just losing our minds uh, the whole night. It was so much fun.
0: They share that story. So we get uh, also an introduction of a new character, Gavin, who kind of replaces Daniel. You know, it's a conflict of interest here. Uh, he does bring up this uh, problematic um, issue of boy versus girl in the previous tournament. Um, and if anybody covers, you know, TV or movies like like we kind of do the, the the fact that they show Aisha like I I feel that was a little telling that yeah. she could have been making a return here
1: yes do you remember the first time you saw it I gasped when I'm like are you sure Is she coming back well you probably knew right look at your face
0: yeah I remember like I I read the list of like spoilers to not include in my non spoiler oh. review without watching it first and I was like oh. Nicole Brown's back I just got spoiled <laughs> so, yeah. so when they showed the clip this, I was like okay this is the episode where we're going to see Nicole again so I did get spoiled but um, it was still a nice surprise I mean because I was just kind of like alright which episode is it going to be and I was looking for the clues uh, mm. but yeah they they do address this this problem and uh, I think they get it right but anything else do you uh, take away from this uh, the sequence
1: yeah I was very excited when they showed um, Aisha pop up because she came out Fighting and used an axe kick. And um, I remember being a yellow belt way back when using an axe kick in a tournament and I almost got disqualified because that's considered an advanced kick. And they didn't think that yellow belts could have enough control to use one without hurting somebody. Um, I almost got DQ'd a lot of times when I was firing Peter. But um, I still wound up winning that fight but I just remember thinking, that's great. They had something that's a very aggressive move for this girl to use perfect time right for them to say "Mm, maybe girls and boys don't need to fight with each other although i think aisha probably would have been able to hold her own uh with folks who are in her same weight class so that's all i wanted to add to that piece
0: yeah let me ask you this uh not which dojo would you identify with but but in terms of your style which do you think you kind of match up more with
1: oh a hundred percent miyagi do i mean really okay yeah, my sensei was all about um you learn how to fight so that you don't have to fight.
0: Okay.
1: Right. It's like um
0: I'll be there. You
1: never start <laughs> never start math. Yeah, no be there. But if you have to be there, you're gonna finish it. So it was yeah. always about um confidence and a lot of service of other people, which I think Miyagi Do is also about. You know, it's it's really about uh growth and development and um who you are as an individual it's never about being number one because he used to always say you know the cover of my belt doesn't matter it just holds my pants up it was never about your rank it was really about how hard do you work are you consistent are you there um and do you do things like clean the dojo after you work out like you don't just leave you have to take care of all of it so it's a very sort of holistic approach so yeah yagi Do all the way are you kidding me
0: yeah, I completely kind of forgot about like, you know, because i would never done martial arts and like cleaning up the dojo. I wouldn't have even thought about that. But like in the military, you don't just leave like mm. your your barracks or your place of work a mess. Like you're all, you always got to clean that. And depending where it is, you're you're mopping and you're scrubbing yeah. that that shit spotless, you know, before you're yep. done for the evening, before you're dismissed, That's you a know, so good
1: parallel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about yeah. that.
1: Yeah, it's all Uh, discipline, right? You take care of where you
0: are, so. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see. We cut to Miyagi-Do. Daniel announces the changes to the class. We uh, include the uh, women's division uh, and also a few other things like uh, breaking boards and weapon demonstration, Kata even. Um, They do talk about Robbie because Dimitri thinks that they're a bunch of Rudy's. And I kind of mentioned <laughs> earlier that Gabriel Jarrett played Rudy. I think that's more of a reach in terms of an Easter egg, but obviously the 1993 film Rudy, uh, with, uh, Sean Astin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like the reach. I mean, I think you come up with these all the time. So, um, yeah,
0: but, yeah I love
1: yeah. It, It's okay. You know, we can imagine that they're all true. It doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs>
0: right. Right. This is uh, your until right, until TV three says otherwise, like, okay, well, yeah. hey, that's, that's an Easter egg. Um, well,
1: yeah. I'm sure sometimes they shake your, their heads and just say, "Oh yeah, Peter, that's good."
0: Yes, yeah, for sure. They don't really yeah, what reveal the truth.
1: <laughs> 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 whatever you want to say, bro. Yeah. Um, I love the skills division piece uh for the tournament because you know, kata is sort of the foundation of everything we do. So I was so excited they were talking about weapons and board breaking and it, that's really sort of the fun sexy part of tournaments. It's like the drama of people breaking boards or bricks or ice way back in the day. Like that was a real right. thing in tournaments, um, kind of hard to do these days. Um, but we had, you know, I had an uncle who passed a couple of years ago and he was known as the ice crusher Ooh. and he would break stacks of ice with his forehead or with his elbow or with, yeah, it was nuts. Just all six, huh? remarkable uh, stuff. Yeah. More, <laughs> more than six at times. Oh, yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie gets brought up and Daniel's basically telling them to kind of move on. Uh, we go to Eagle Fang. Johnny says this is the worst thing that could have happened to them because <laughs> they have no females in in, in their dojo. Uh, Miguel does suggest recruiting one and suggests Sam and that maybe he should talk to LaRusso, which
1: he mm. shuts that down pretty quickly. Yeah, the doors really shut quickly on that. Um I liked how he's like, we need girls. Do you know any girls? And then they show the whole cast. All the boys are like looking down, avert, averting the eyes. It was so right. cute. They did a really nice job with that.
0: And uh, Bert's like, oh, there's one in debate class. You know, he's, he's like debate. Yeah. I, I kind of forget what he, what he says about that. Uh, he They need killers, not whatever. Some, somebody more nerds. But, probably. Um, yeah. know, I should have maybe, uh, heard Bert out a little bit here. Um, <laughs> We cut to the Cobra Kai Dojo and Tilbury Silver thinks this is perfect because Daniel John just split and basically says, This is mana from heaven, baby. So, have you heard that expression before?
1: You know, I was going to ask you, I had to look it up because okay. um, I was watching it with the captions on. Because when I hear mana, I think of the Hawaiian word mana, but the way this word is, it's M A N N A. So, mana from heaven. And I did look up the definition. Do you want me to read what I found? Please. Okay, it means it is good and it happened just at the time it was needed. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Hmm. exactly what the context implies. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: not a big stretch of that, I guess, but I hadn't yeah. heard it before. I was like, mana from heaven, what does that mean?
0: Yeah. And the way he says it, too, like it's, it's pretty smooth. I, I think we all kind of agree, like on the Twitterverse, we're like, you know, Tig's delivery and, and, and all yes. that, but uh, just, just crunchy one of those enough. Things. Yeah, he, he's uh, like in every episode, he, he's got like something that he says that kind of sticks out. Uh, I do like that about him. Uh, we also see that Cobra Kai got some new gear and who mm. doesn't like uh, some new swag? So
1: Wow. Yeah, I've forgotten how cool all that stuff looked. I was like, oh yeah, I would want to join that dojo too because it's like they got the nice fit. They've got bright colors. It's like flashy enough. I was like, wow, that's a lot of money invested. I know how much that stuff costs, even when you go directly to uh any like best martial arts or um any of the supply stores it doesn't you have to pay a lot to get your own logos on there so good job do you, um
0: do you Harry watch Silver. uh uh college football at all i do and do you, what do you know about the Oregon ducks and their uniforms? oh i don't
1: i don't know much except are they the ones that used to have the the quarterback from hawaii yeah
0: uh um okay
1: mari mari mario
0: yeah, like, uh, Marcus? Marcus Mariota. Mariota, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, You're right, Mariota.
0: But but Oregon Ducks, we were known for having like 50 newbies in one season, you know. And oh,
1: really?
0: Yeah, we we would have all the different styles, and that was kind of appealing to recruits. Like, oh wow, you know, if I go to Oregon, I'm going to get like all these different types of. The styles, you know, of, of the uniforms, and so like people would make fun because, like, well, you guys aren't even that good, but you guys got all these ninnies. <laughs> but we did get like some pretty good recruits, you know, just yep. undersized yeah. and can't take on the big guys with defense. But yeah, you know, neither here nor there. But uh the point is, kids like swag, and they they like the different things. Uh, another thing about Oregon, I'll move it on. But uh, I I think in the whatever video game where you can select. NCAA mm. football teams, people like picking Oregon because of the different uh, uniform changes that right. they.
1: Okay, oh, you can change the characters. You can change the, the uniforms
0: that they wear. Yeah,
1: I know, no, no, I love it. Yeah. I love that.
0: So and Very now cool. that I think about it, like playing games like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, it was, it was always kind of cool to select a the, the same character that you're playing against, maybe, but look a little bit different. You know. So,
1: yeah, I mean I don't play video games, but I love to change my avatars outfit. So I sure. mean that's yeah, always fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh let's see. We go to um the Cobra Kai Dojo on the outside. Tori Tori arrives and is greeted by her estranged aunt. Uh we find out a few things about uh, more about her life. Um so apparently her dad left and he himself also has quick temper because Aunt Candice points this out about her. And uh, she's there to collect her uh, Tori's mom's disability check. So that seems to be a thing. But also Tori mentions that uh, she will be turning 18 next year. So I'm still trying to figure out exactly the month. But in a later sequence, we find out from Devin, Mm. she references uh, as of March 2019. So that, you know, I'm sure it's about March 2019, maybe even april because she does mention like later on in the season like this is how long she's been training and she was actually pretty proud of how far she actually got so to kind of you know just give us a little bit of timeline because i know in the last at least the last couple episodes you know i was like oh gosh i don't know where we're at so this this helps us out a little bit
1: yeah that was a big reveal that she talked number one about being eight you know turning 18 right so then she can care for her family because she'll be a legal adult um so that's a big deal um And boy, Aunt Candace, what a bitch, man, just coming in here and like literally stealing money out of, um, I was going to say Peyton, out of Tori's hands uh, so that she can no longer take care of her own family. That's just so rude. But I thought that uh, the actress who played Aunt candace I was like, where do I know her from? So I had to look her up. Um, She's in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Did you watch that when it was on?
0: No, oh, I missed Ooh, out on that one. You
1: should watch I, it's a good one. I'm so
0: behind. Like I watched I Loki know. just to watch Susan Gallagher. And yeah, then I watched One Division. Uh One Division just to see um, uh, uh, uh Rose Bianco. Yeah, yeah. She's oh, also yay. in that
1: also well, John yeah, Levine yeah.
0: was in the first episode of Loki, you know, who, oh. who was the uh, yeah, the he, he played the health inspector or whatever, the second episode of season one.
1: That makes sense. Yep, yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's there's a few of our, our, our friends, you know, that were in the Marvel universe. So I had to watch some of those episodes just for that. But okay. I, I also couldn't commit to a show when I couldn't finish a freaking season of Cobra Kai to review. You know, season three yeah. took me all year. Season four is taking me all year. So
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so tough. You're like a wanted person with all we everyone wants content from you. And there's a lot of good television out there too. You know, I, I'm is. definitely behind on a ton of series, but I wanted to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought that was gonna be really interesting. I did recognize Rebecca Lyons. Is that her last name? Who plays Aunt Candace? I client? recognize her. Is it yeah. I don't know if there's a K sound at the beginning. I thought it started with L, but it could just be I took my it notes be, while I was yeah. on a business trip. So who knows? <laughs> But um, I'm also multitasking in my life.
0: Peter. Oh, sure. No, we, we all are. We all are. Uh, but yeah, you know, th- basically this this conversation with Candace, you know, um, Tori is like, you know, what? I don't want to end up like her. Right. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, on Candace mentions that, oh, well, you're a high school dropout. Like what judge is going to help mm-hmm. you out or whatever? And that you're a criminal. So I think this is like this conversation and my conversation with Matea, you know, says as much that, you know, this This conversation is going to lead Tori to like, you know what, I'm going to do better uh, for myself. So that way I can't take, uh, take care of my brother next year and not have him taken away from me because of mm-hmm. her. So mm-hmm. uh, anything else to uh, you, you have on this, this scene?
1: I think the only other thing is, we. let me just add, I think we started to see Peyton really start to act like I just felt like there was this shift in her performance like you said she started to get like grounded like there's this light bulb that went off and she's like I'm going to definitely handle my business moving forward I'm not going to keep messing up uh, because of my temper I don't want to be like my dad I don't want to be like my aunt you know I want to I want to break out and be my own self so
0: Right. I, uh, oops. I mentioned in our season four recap right after season four released that um, I, th- I think the two, I'll just say three standouts for me was definitely uh, Tanner. You know, I saw a lot more mm-hmm. from Tanner that I hadn't really seen before. Peyton really stepped it up for me as well. And Griffin, you know, who plays Anthony, mm-hmm. just because we saw so little of him oh. in the previous season. So I was blown away by how much they gave him and how how he was able to take that on.
1: I I agree 100%. All three of them did really well. And Griffin in particular, they gave him material to really work with. And he just shot. I thought
0: it was great. He really did. It was almost like he was, um, you know, kind of just working in the background, even though we didn't see him on screen. You know, I'm I'm sure he was probably taking classes and, Mm. and being coached and whatnot. Yeah, excellent job. Um, we cut to Miguel and Johnny at the high school track field, I guess, uh, he's trying to recruit and it's a bit of a montage here. Um, now I think it's funny. So the people that I invited on to help me finish up season four, uh, I, I, you know, I, um, I reached out, you guys all said yes. And I put you guys in a randomizer and it paired you up with the episodes. Yeah. So, so I didn't select these right now looking back, I'm like, Oh wow. It actually alternates gender. So the Cobra guys, and then it was, uh, you. And then I already mentioned Mike P's next. And then it actually does go girl, boy, girl. Oh, that's uh, so funny to, you know, to finish off the season. Now <laughs> this one is even funnier because of like what you do professionally, you know, like I feel like this episode is almost like perfect for you to kind of touch on, oh, especially yes. this, the sequence.
1: I was laughing so hard at parts of the sequence. Um, Just like there's a, um, for listeners who don't know, I'm an executive in charge of diversity, equity, inclusion for a global company that does live sports and live entertainment. And so um, hearing Johnny being peak Johnny is like literally cringeworthy, but I always, (laughs) my joke is always to say hashtag job security like whenever I see people doing stuff that's completely racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever it is I'm just like yeah that's just job security for me like there's always going to be people who are going to say things that are inappropriate um yeah so that really made me laugh it's kind of like the the office they had an episode on diversity and it's another thing that people always refer to when they say oh that's what you do for a living yeah no not exactly but um yeah, I was wondering if this was intentional or not, Peter, because of what I do for <laughs> a living. Uh, and and I can laugh at it, right? I mean, you know, like we have all kinds of our inside jokes about stereotypes regarding Asians that we always talk about. Because you have to be able to laugh at some of this stuff as well, because reality can be so painful. Um, so that's the way I took Johnny's sequence here, is Johnny being peak Johnny and the writer intentionally making him over the top, Um but, yeah, I mean, we get into sort of the the time when he all of a sudden has his uh, woke moment, which also was hilarious to me. Um, He's awake.
0: <laughs> it's so
1: funny. I swear, the second time I watched it, I was laughing so hard. Um, yeah, super fun. Maybe, super fun sequence.
0: What um, I'll tell you my favorite sequence. It's uh, the baby oil, because I feel we've seen many pictures of a young Billy Zapka oiled up. Uh, and he says, says, says something like, "get in, like get in the grooves," and it's about molding highlights to emphasize curvature. So I just, <laughs> I, it just sounded so scientific, you know, just putting on baby oil too. So I really like that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. The objectification of Miguel is something that yeah. I found. He's not even the top five. <laughs> it's so funny. So and like poor Miguel, right? He's like rubbing the oil on, and then to your point, remember there's that Billy Zabka center fold with that born 80s tank top that's like cut just to show a little bit of this and a little bit of that that's what i was thinking of during that uh, right. baby oil scene um and poor Jolo, i mean he was just his face was just perfect um it's like i can't believe i'm doing this i'd say you right. really do I have to do it was this
0: good. oh my god it was good
1: <laughs> it was so funny
0: now uh we get to see moon at one point where um you know it almost looks like they're gonna recruit her but if we all know moon you know she would be the last to strike. Right? No. Last, last to strike, strike soft. Um, she, show she's mercy. one of
1: my favorites. Yeah, she'd show mercy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a couple of great. Quiet. She'd be like, express yourself instead of right, quiet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> she's adorable. And I love her. I love this actress. I just feel like. She has, you know, sort of um, really specific things to deliver, and she's always on point, right? So she's so cute. She's like, oh, well, first she walks out and says they have to leave because there's that molester or whatever <laughs> she uses the right. term, so like, like a pervert <laughs> some, or yeah, some creepy pervert molester who's walking around. So they're going to go practice inside, and then right, right. <laughs> <Jolo's>, <laughs> Jolo does this like side eye <laughs> really quickly that you have to like catch him do it. So funny. Um, yeah, and then she had the cute little, like, Princess Leia buns in her. So, like, her yeah. her her whole fit and her look was so perfectly moon. Yeah, delightful. Um,
0: yeah, she uh, suggests uh, her ex, Piper, you know, uh, because I guess Miguel had forgotten that she was with Piper because he immediately was you know, thinking Hawk. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess they like that idea. And yeah, she even offers to give pointers. And that's pretty much the end of there. Uh, now, this le- next one I really, really like. Uh, so we're at the LaRusso house and there's a doorbell, which uh, Amanda answers, and it's Tori at the door. Um, so she comes and she basically wants to get back back in school. And so this tells me, well, she mentioned something like, you know, the principal says I have to get you guys a permission or whatnot. So she... Took the initiative to go to the straight to the school, and it's like I would like to come back. They're like, "Well, mm-hmm. you got to go do this first because remember what you did like last mm-hmm. year." <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I do like that. What uh, would you think about this? Um, the first time us really seeing Tori and Amanda speaking to each other because we have already seen a couple confrontations early in the season. This is like the mm-hmm. first sit down.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. You know, first of all, they they open with like. Courtney coming down the stairs in like this hot yoga fit, just mm-hmm. looking like the epitome of mom, right? I'm like, you go. Um and then she, as she opens the door, her expression was, you could see that, like, oh my gosh, not this girl. Remember mm-hmm. they how many times they fought and all the stuff that they said to each other, and you know, leave my daughter alone and protective mama bear came out. And then she stopped and really listened. Because Tori was saying, listen, I I need to get back into school. And the school says, you need to give permission. And I thought it was really good that they allowed Amanda to immediately shift into sort of mom mode with Tori. And listen and really take it in. And um, she was deliberate about talking about mental health. Like, I think that was part of the show's messaging also, right? This pseudo way of saying... We need to take care of ourselves. Mental health is important. Talk to someone. Talk to a professional, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I thought yeah. that was really good. Like, I think those messages are important. They're not like waving a flag, and not doing a PSA. It's not a very special right. episode of Cobra Kai, right.
0: but it is yeah. a message
1: that says take care of yourself.
0: Absolutely, it's, it's not in your face, right? You know, she says that you know you, you need to get support. You know, talk to somebody. Talk to to the Dalai Lama. You know, just like somebody <laughs> does not. Uh, what was her words? Um, I think I wrote it down. Someone who isn't karate related, right? So like somebody outside of what the hell is going on right now. So I do like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sam and Daniel come home and Sam says, what the hell is she doing here? So Sam's definitely not happy. uh, Ends there now, now this is the first time we've ever seen Eli's room, but Dimitri pays Eli a visit and he tries to get him to uh, rejoin the team. What do you think about these binary brothers?
1: I love them so much. Um, I love that he, like, Hawk is like, How did you get in here? Right. And then, like, Chris is like, like, He has been in the same place since we were like two years old, or whatever he says. It's so cute. Um, And then they start throwing around all these like DC nerd references. And um, it was just the perfect tone to see these two people who grew up together that were best to best friends. And trying to have a conversation about, hey, I know you're feeling down, but I need you now. You got me into this. I had your back then. I have my back now. Um, I thought it was a really nice scene. And both of them did a nice job of not overacting. Um, but Dimitri was still Dimitri. You know, there are things that he says that just make me laugh so hard. Like um, call himself Alfred,
0: it, you know, like like they're the, they're the binary brothers, right? So they're not even like that dynamic duo, Batman and Robin. He's <laughs> just going to go like you're you're Batman, I'm Alfred, you know.
1: <laughs> and I'm Alfred, yeah. That was so funny. I loved it. I thought that was great. It was a really really fun scene.
0: Yeah, I like the line where um, you know because Hawk you know takes off his hoodies, it's like oh you know it shows shows that you know he basically shaved off the rest of the, the leftover mm. mohawk that he had. And I, I like how Demetrius, like, you know, it's not about the Mohawk. You know, I don't care if you had a mullet or even pigtails, you know. It, it's it's about it's about you being my best friend, you know. So um, but yeah, later on I'm jumping ahead and he shows like that video about the binary brothers. I just love the idea of what the binary brothers is, and there's that like little bit of dialogue where he goes, you know, references like ones and zeros, you know, and, and then like mm. in that video, you got the the matrix you know, thing in the background. Uh, yeah. The lettering stuff that fall.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, that's a good catch on the details. Yeah. It's right. And he says, you just mentioned that best friend speech, but I think I made a note about sort of as they were wrapping up that scene, and they cut it, they cut really close to Eli, and you see Eli's like nostril flare, like he didn't have to say anything, but the expression was there on his face about sort of what he was processing and thinking. Right,
0: right. All right I like you that. Know. Not even just thinking, yeah. just processing like everything mm-hmm. because that's a lot, because at this point, he's made up his mind. I quit karate. You know, because well, yeah. I mean, Dimitri his... was like, oh, you're oh, you're going to go to Eagle Fang, like over like, your best friend? He's like, no, you know, not Eagle Fang either. I quit karate. So yeah, yeah. this is uh, this is a big deal.
1: Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. Uh let's see, we um go back to Johnny Miguel inside uh, the gym and they are watching Piper, you know, kinda uh show off her skills here, you know. Um Matea mentioned how I don't know if it was like after season two, but after uh Sila was uh cast as Piper. I think they then realized like, oh, she is talented in this way, and they just didn't know how to use her just yet, you know, because in season two, you know, she wasn't going to be part of a fight. Like, she was there, mm-hmm. she's Moon's girlfriend, and that's where, like, Hawk was like, oh, wow, she's already moved on, kind of thing. Um, so, right. yeah, they, they were able to bring her back, and, and here we go. So, one of those moments, too, where, you know, peak Johnny, right? That's that's, that's what you're calling him, where this other dad is like, oh, which one is yours? And like, okay. oh, well, haven't haven't talked to her yet you know what you know what, what should i say like obviously miguel hears them, but but i do question like johnny you really don't hear yourself
1: so creepy like just so creepy hey
0: that dude walks away he walks away yeah 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 uh yeah, it'd be funny if he like ran off to like go call the cops you know he's just kind of like i i i don't want any part of this um, right what do you think about his conversation with uh with Piper. Cause obviously, you know, we almost think that it's like an almost epic fail immediately, but he's like, uh, we will teach you how to attack that problematic statement and, and whatever. So he does, uh, he is awakened. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, yeah. Right. He said something like, yes, I will be awake before he starts talking to Piper, which I thought was yeah. really funny. Yes. I'll be awake. <laughs> and again, right. Miguel's face is just like, dude, you just don't understand it. But then he comes up right with this is the whole part of the hard sell that johnny does right um this whole speech that he gives with the right terminology like basically well you know it's interesting because it would have been more like 2021 terminology and to your point we're really in right. 2019 in the right. universe but it's okay i'll let that one go um because piper listening and listening at first it definitely looked like she was not, but then she started, he was using the right words where she was like peeing in on things. And she's like, Oh, that sounds very inclusive. And I'm like, Oh right. my God. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. It's yeah. like,
1: okay. Um, it was good. It was yeah. um, hilarious to me on many levels because it is what I do for a living in terms of um, this notion of some people call it being woke. I call it being inclusive. Um, and so they used all those words in the scene, which made me giggle even more.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it and is really funny.
1: Is, is this where Johnny, where Miguel says, how did you learn all of those words? And then Johnny yes. says, I wrote this down. I think this is where he says, do I look like IP sitting down?
0: Yeah. Like, I was well, like, we, I don't we,
1: quite understand that one. But
0: Right, right. Well, I, I get that. That was that was actually, <laughs> you did the thing that Bree does where, like that was my line at the end of this episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's totally fine. It's so...
1: Sorry, you can edit that yeah. out.
0: You know, maybe I'll come up with another. One. I should have came up with a a second one. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. So back to the little Russos. Um, Sam yes. is obviously really upset with Amanda, but this is where we get Amanda's backstory uh, mm-hmm. about her father and the math tutor. But yeah, I, I joked that this is very much a Carrie Underwood um a song, except for that it's not the boyfriend. You know, this is about her dad and and what she mm-hmm. does to the mistress's car.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think you know, even before the the Amanda piece of it 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 was this is Sam's turn, right, to be really emote and feel, and it's this notion of thinking about when you're a teenager and you already don't have control over a lot in your life, but then she's home in her safe place, and then all of a sudden Tori walks in, right, who is like her her biggest fear um, and so it's like the worst thing you can do to a teenager, especially a teenage girl, is to make them feel like they're more out of control than they already are. So I thought they did a good job. I thought um, when Sam was delivering this, you know, why is she here? What are you doing? Um, It was going to be interesting to see how Amanda was going to balance that as mom. Right. Because Amanda had her reasons and they're really good reasons for wanting to support Tori. But yeah, to your point, we heard Amanda's backstory and no one saw that coming. Did you see this one coming that she had like, she essentially got arrested right i mean for doing this incredible damage to an an adult's car i mean justifiably she was angry but we never want anyone to destroy someone's property but
0: i didn't write down the exact charge but you know it's i mean she did mention misdemeanor you know um and I do you know because like for those that were like oh how come we're just now learning this I mean she mentions to Daniel like well it's not a first date story nor is it like an any date story like when's a good time do you bring that up you know yeah. because by the time they get serious and then ultimately married wh- wh- why would why would you bring it up you know she's trying to you know keep, keep that in the past you know like you know like uh, you, know, you know like our mutual friend Devin would say why are you bringing up old shit you know
1: <laughs> Devin yeah um I don't know Devin would let us nobody get bring up any shit they wanted to bring up but uh Which
0: I do I did forget that that I finally convinced him to watch the whole I mean the, the show at least two episodes oh, but yeah. he watched the entire thing yeah I forgot about that
1: I saw some of that whether he was tweeting or or posting on Facebook it was going I was laughing hysterically love you devin yeah love you devin um yeah I don't know I think the old shit is Obviously it's a great reveal for the show but in a relationship shouldn't you know stuff like that about each other?
0: I I would think so. I mean, clearly I mean that's that's a pretty big deal, but but I can I guess I could understand if that's something that you like what wh- why bring it up, you know? Yeah. Like 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 may, maybe if you know if we were kind of talking and it came up organically, you know, like why else would you just volunteer that mm-hmm. information, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: that's probably true. That's probably true. I mean, although she did marry a hot-headed person, right? You know, Daniel is, in, his, yeah. in his teen years was a hot-headed character as well. So did, was she trying to balance it? I'm really asking questions about it. Was she trying sure, to balance but, it?
0: But um, also maybe, maybe yeah. you know, I'm sure he kept some things from her that he felt like, well, what's the point of bringing that up? Because for all she knew, he was like chill, right? Up until like Cobra Kai all, all of a sudden resurfaced and now point. he's kind of reverted back to yeah, that
1: that's a really good point. yeah good
0: point good point yeah uh so but fun. yeah i do I, I love the backstory because uh amanda this this conversation with daniel this is what kind of tells him um because she says something like you know kids like her uh God, I, I really wish I wrote, I wrote that down but um you, you got to break the pattern you know it's kind of like what she was saying you know so like we yep. we, we won't know unless we try And then daniel has that epiphany like oh this very much like lines up with like Robbie. Like I, I need to go mm-hmm. talk to Robbie as well. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is that talk. Um, so I do like yeah, that.
1: that. That essence of sort of breaking the cycle of poverty, right? That's when you, when you study this in a scholastic standpoint, that's what they talk about is how do you make sure they don't perpetuate what their parents did or what their, you know, whomever did that was raising them um, and you yeah. can to break the cycle.
0: Yeah um so we already um kind of wrapped up the the binary brothers because i you <laughs> know, jumped a little bit but we go to the convenience store uh robbie enters mm-hmm. and apparently daniel had been following him uh we did get confirmation that tanner uh improvised a fist bump with um with va sanchez uh, who plays nestor yeah. so so i like that because you know obviously if, if you didn't hear that that interview i did mention that adds a, a certain layer to that relationship you know because they both don't like johnny <laughs> right yeah, so, so yeah. they have they, they probably have a bond <laughs> that they don't like johnny and so robbie goes in there often enough that he's fist bumping with with nestor so i do like that
1: yeah yeah i like that too um it felt uh i don't know it was definitely a bro moment um authentically bro moment
0: absolutely so what do you think about this uh conversation that he has with uh with robbie with terry silver uh, entering uh, in the meantime, which, which, by the way, um, I asked Matea about this too, like, you know, in, in the script, how did she decide when would Terry walk in? And mm. basically she says that um, she wanted Daniel to basically, basically get out what he wanted to say to Robbie and have Terry come in basically at the tail end of it to kind of get the gist of what was just going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's kind of what my notes talked about. I mean, it was, Daniel going to Robbie, not just to say I need a champion, which was part of it for sure, right? They need a strong sort of a leader um, in Miyagi-Do that can take that role in the tournament and possibly take first for them. Um, But I think what was bothering me, uh, not bothering me, I thought Tanner did an excellent job of acting like an asshat. He was being such a jerk in the scene, you know, just totally disregarding and, yeah. what Daniel was saying, not listening, just dissing him, dissing him. And it was really a good parallel to Daniel's character from, you know, Karate Kid 3. And you think about how Daniel was acting. Um, and then it just led to the big entrance when Tig walks in um, with that voice of his oh, He could just stop the entire scene with that, his presence and his charisma and his voice was so good.
0: Yeah, and I, I love the way that he like kind of gaslights Daniel here too. You know, you're a hothead and like uh you know, you're I'm totally paraphrasing, but and I'm sure everyone else has it memorized but me. Uh just the fact that like, you know, he, you know, had like all this power, or whatever, and all you know, Terry needed to do was wind him up, you know, kind kind mm-hmm. of thing and admit that you always had a little Cobra Kai in you, like, oh what a mm-hmm. great line. What a great line! It's
1: so, it's so Star Wars, right? It's so that dark side and sort of all we had to do was take, pull that out of you. It's in there. I was just, that's all the things I was thinking about. So layered and, and um, man, Terry Silver, that character. Oof, bad guy. Yeah. But the, another thing about the scene before you move on, because we were in the convenience store, did you notice the cereal boxes on the top yeah. shelf? Uh
0: huh.
1: I don't know why that bothered me, but I feel like when you set up grocery stores, you're supposed to put like the sugared cereals where the kids can see them. So they were like on the top shelf. And I don't know. We probably asked. The feng shui, shui was one. off. Is this- <laughs> it was feng shui. <laughs> but I was just <laughs> thinking from a, a <laughs> merchandising, you want it to be where the customer's eyes are. And, you know, all the sugar cereals were like stacked together on top. They should really be like, um, you know, more like waist level, where a little kid can see it. I don't know. That was just it bugged me. I wrote a note. I don't know why it was.
0: No, it I, I completely understand. But do we know what was below that? Was we there, don't, do we? So, no. So it could have been more cereal.
1: It could have been apples. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, yeah,
0: Honeycrisp apples.
1: Honeycrisp apples. I don't yeah. know. Maybe.
0: You know, perhaps. Um. Yeah. Just, just an incredible scene. And finally, they, they have their talk. You know, it's not like, you know, it's, it's not going to be. You know, a, a happy conversation, but you know they finally had their talk after Daniel basically kicking them out of their uh, the dojo uh, yeah. a few episodes ago. So we uh, we're back at Eagle Fang and Piper is twenty minutes late. Uh, Miguel um, suggests that, oh well, I'll, I'll just DM her, and then that's where he finds out. That, oh, she actually joined Cobra Kai. And again, Cobra Kai's got the, the new swag. And so that's very appealing to Piper. But I am a little surprised. You tell me what you think, but I'm surprised that even after what Johnny told her about the inclusis- inclusive in- inclusiveness, <laughs> you know, of his dojo, even though she would have been like the only uh you know female there. Um, but I am surprised at that. that that the swag was maybe slightly more important for her. Cause I, we, we did, we didn't hear that conversation. Right. We just, uh, at the very least, we know that the, the swag was enticing because that's what she was sharing on social media.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it's one of those teenager things where, um, she's like, yes, I want to go where it's inclusive, but at the same time she's still what a 16 year old girl. And, um, People want to be on the winning team, I hate to say it, right. but that's yeah. also very appealing, right? And I'm sure between Kreese and Terry Silver, they really sold, um, it's like a whole package when you go to um, Cobra Kai, right? They've got the best equipment, they've got the best dojos, they've got the best swag. Um, and thats sensei's. again, that's something that little little dojos can't compete against the big Mick dojos that are out there, you know, the ones right. who are like chains and they have a look, and they have their own tournaments, you know, the smaller dojos can't compete with that, so it's just like Miyagi-Do going up against the big McDojo, Cobra Kai. Sorry, Cobra Kai fans, I'm just calling it that because they have money.
0: (laughs) And I mean, former champs, you know, you kind of alluded to it, too, so yeah, former champs, that's got to be pretty Mm -hmm. sexy, as well when you're looking for karate dojos. The the interesting thing is, like, um, it does come up in the next episode, and I did not mention it uh, then, so I kind of want to bring it up now, but uh, Piper mentions, like, oh, she was looking into possibly joining um, a karate dojo because she didn't want to be, like, the last one to learn karate. Mm. But, you know, in what we see later on, she knows at least you know, what what looks like capoeira, you know. So, so yeah, you're, you're right. about to learn karate, but it's not like you don't know something, you know.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, she, they, we see her doing gymnastics, right, which is very similar to a lot of capoeira moves.
0: Yeah, you're so. right. Yeah. And then when yeah, Tori came in, you know, she, she had some kickboxing under her belt too. So
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. Love so it. Um, let's see, Miguel reminds uh, Johnny that uh, when they met, he wasn't a champ. So they got to think outside of the box. And so um, <laughs> that's pretty much the end of that. Uh, Sam goes on a road trip and pays a familiar face, a visit. So Aisha, we kind of brought her up a little bit earlier. Uh, what do you think about seeing Nicole Brown again?
1: Oh, I was happy to see her. Um, I feel like the fandom had lots of rumors about how she left the series. And so this was a nice way to um, sh- bring her back in and sort of give her a graceful exit. Like we, we didn't have to, we don't have to see her again. We know what she's got a new life and, and she's happy in Santa Barbara. Um, so I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, she's she's sweet. I really liked her in you know the first seasons, and I thought she was an important character for the show, um, bringing a little bit of uh, diversity in terms of gender and and you know obviously um, size and somebody who is a person of color. All of that is important for representation, right? Um, not everybody looks perfect who's training in martial arts. So I thought she added that, but it was a nice. It was just a sweet scene of two girls who didn't get to have uh, a resolution to what happened to their relationship. And so they did a lot in that scene for both the fans and for the characters, I thought.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It it was a great uh, dynamic between the two um, to kind of see them again. I do love Aisha's story. Um, Obviously, you know, she did move because of the fight. Her parents were very upset about it. And she shares uh, a story with Sam about, you know, meeting a new bestie. And basically she struck first, you know, thinking that this girl was going to be basically the next Yasmin. And um <laughs> so she says, yeah, she she used Johnny's lessons, you know, on her own terms and that Sam needs to do that too. You know, so it was a really nice meet. And um now do you happen to know about the the uh the the, 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 the driving time between where they're from to Santa Barbara? Is about yeah. two hours. Does that sound right? I think
1: yeah, okay. under two hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, obviously, she had a lot of time to reflect, you know, on, on many mm. of things, you know, yeah. dr- driving up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, to and, bring and her back. into
1: the next episode.
0: Yeah, yep. and back as well. So, she had a lot of time to, you know, think about the things that Aisha said. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, what Matea said, obviously, she kind of takes it the wrong way, you know, what Aisha's telling her, you know. So uh we cut to Johnny Miguel and Bert at uh, a debate meet and we are introduced to Devin Lee a new character played by Una O'Brien here um and see yeah she mentions as of March 2019 and so they they have a discussion here but one thing that uh Johnny brings up that I I think most of us find hilarious is the Ladybug's movie you know because I think season three opens up with like this uh, this gentleman who's like on the news talking about the school fight who looks like Rodney Dangerfield, and I think <laughs> ever since season one we've been talking about how uh, Tanner Buchanan looks like Jonathan Brandis who, who's in Ladies Ladybugs.
1: Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. So yeah, clever if they did that intentionally, which they probably did because the big three are pretty smart that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like this. Um, what, do you, what do you think about Devon Lee? I think she's got a lot of fight, a lot of fire, not just fire, but F I Y A fire. Yes,
1: fire is a good word for her. I, I felt like she had an incredible amount of on screen charisma. Like she just commanded that scene. And I thought, oh, she's going to be a star. Like this is definitely an up and coming actress. Uh, and perfect, right? That's what we need for the sort of next generation of whatever Cobra Kai the, the series is going to be. We, we have these young characters that are coming up in this season who are just blossoming. And you can just see this potential for when they are going to be competing in the All Valley or whatever comes next. I thought she was incredible. I was very, very impressed. Um, and I thought it was so funny. She was speaking as if she was like a 45 year old um, attorney Uh, debating something in court or something. She was just so good.
0: Yeah. What about the book ripping? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, That was funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She tears that, that boy's book. Uh, And and he (laughs) even like looks over at the, I don't know if what what are the judges or whatever the panel is over there. He's like, is she not going to get like docked for decorum? (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, yeah, I I really like that. And uh, Matea shares that, uh uh Devin is inspired by like someone that she actually had a debate with uh at, at a meet or whatever I don't know what they're called so apologies on the, on the wording of this but uh she said this, this 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 gal was very aggressive and kept on like moving closer and closer to her oh, and she was wow. like she really felt like she was she might get hit like I could actually you know this girl could actually hit me so Whoa. Um, a bit of an inspiration yeah kind of crazy who
1: knew that debate could be so violent um yeah
0: yeah yeah we it's to- a thing for sure I, I'm sure it is, but uh, now I need to hear like John and Hayden's stories to see if they've had any, you know, heated exchanges with other people. So <laughs> I might, might have to attend some, or maybe just watch on yeah. YouTube. Like who knew?
1: Or yeah, we could look for them, or maybe when a, they do one of those "Ask Me Anything" that can be one of your "Ask Me Anything" questions for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see, and yep, Johnny really likes what he sees and uh, thinks that he just found the most badass girl in the valley. Um, <laughs> So we cut to Miyagi-Do, Daniel is preparing them for the tournament, and they will uh, be by themselves, and that there's no backup coming. Um, Now, did you see that deleted scene that was recently shared? Well, you shared it, right, from uh, Entertainment Weekly.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw it when it was posted. Um, I didn't retweet it, but I was watching it on Entertainment Weekly, so I did share it. Yeah, Yeah, fun.
0: Yeah, so that that was from a friend of the show, uh, Kristen Baldwin, who who's been Never. on an episode. Um, yeah, that that sequence goes right here. You know, uh, the, the what was cut out is that Daniel fights with Chris, throws him off of mm-hmm. like the sparring deck, uh, which I thought was hilarious. And yeah. then it cuts to like to to Nate, and I forget what happens. And then there's little red, so I can see why it, it got cut. Like it's funny. I think it's really funny, but for pacing issues. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or for pacing rather i I wouldn't call it issues but for pacing it got cut down because um i think it just it would run a little like um, meandering before like eli walks in you know so we Mm -hmm. want to give him that moment right um of uh yeah rejoining the uh the dojo again so what do you think about eli's return
1: he was so understated i thought he did it really well right he just walked in and was, he wasn't trying to come in. Remember what, how he was in the previous seasons? He was always like trying to show off how he's bigger and larger than life and I'm Hawk and yada, yada. Um, came in really understated and it was just like, I'm ready to train. You now I'm a member of the dojo. I'm going to work hard like everybody else. I thought that was perfect. It's the right tone for Miyagi-Do. It's sort of a this comeback from, he was this big personality and he literally got shot down to nothing. And instead of coming up, um, or shrinking away, he's like, "All right, I'm going to face it," and that's how you're supposed to face life, right? You're just supposed to go right, get right back up, dust yourself off, right? What do they say? Fall down seven times, get up eight. It's that's sort of the philosophy. Something
0: like that, yeah. On, yeah. on the on the uh, quote unquote topic of uh, expressions, you taught me one in that that review of Swift Ninjas. Check it out. Um, you you taught me it takes a village to raise a family. Mm. I had not heard that expression until you mentioned it. Oh. And so when that came up, I go, I really, this is like seven years ago. I really didn't know that damn expression then. <laughs> so <laughs> so that would have put me at like 32, you know? So, yeah, yeah.
1: You're still, you're still young. You hadn't had your, your most recent two additions. And uh, now you really do have a village to help you raise the family, right? Yes. Literally. Yes, you're all together yeah. there. It's great. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I I am definitely lucky. I know there's others out there that it's like it's just them and their partner. If they're lucky if they have the partner. So mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, I, I, totally I
0: do. So um so yeah, Eli returns. Uh now we got Daniel uh saying that he needs to go get him a ghee, goes inside and finds Sam stretching. Uh he tries to apologize, but she says that they were right. And uh I don't know, do you have anything else to add to this?
1: Um not this. I feel like they were just getting us ready to sort of close the episode out, which is right. you know.
0: So let's get right there. Uh Tori yeah. returns to school. Everyone's giving her all the looks. Um, and Sam is standing there. The way it's kind of shot, it was almost like a kind of like a thriller, you know, it's just kind of like you know, Tori's like looking all of a sudden, boom, Sam's standing there staring at her. Um mm-hmm. no, yeah. good
1: point, good point.
0: Yeah, so Sam is basically, you know, kind of uh, you know. To, to basically tells her to stay in her own lane. Right. And that she's coming for her bitch, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. reduce that line that Tori uh, said to her. So um, your thoughts on this, uh, Sam, what are, what are you doing, Sam?
1: <laughs> oh man. Mary was so good. I mean, it yeah. was just like, she was like seething with anger. Right. But um, I love that they used the line. I'm coming for you, bitch. I just thought, Oh, what a wonderful bookmark. To sort of think about where we are with these two characters and um to lead up to the tournament. Now we've got like Tori has to be good, Tori has to stay in school, Tori has to be um walking a straight and narrow for a bigger purpose. And then we have Sam like I'm gonna get revenge and I'm gonna take first in this tournament. That's all I care about right now. I just it's great.
0: It is, and you know, um I feel you know, I I, I don't think. I don't think this scares Tori. I think what scares Tori is the idea of, like, I'm, like, legit trying to start over. You know, here I am trying to say, hey, your parents told me that, you know, basically you're the reason that I got to come back to school and, like, Sam shuts that down. But I think Tori is more fearful of, like, not necessarily Sam, but just the idea of, like, okay, she can really ruin this for me. So she's got to be on her uh, accusing p's and q's i don't know which comes first. p's and q's, p's and q's, right. p's and
1: q's. <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly right i'm Tori's like i literally just want to keep my head down and stay in school i don't want to do i don't want to do what i did last year but sam wants to kick her ass
0: yeah yeah um that so that pretty much ends it uh, with the uh, end snake there i always forget that sometimes end snake but <laughs> um yeah, great episode Sam with the smirk. It's just kind of like, oh great, what are you doing, you know. Um yeah, it's just a, a, just one of those episodes that has like so many good things that will set up the things to come, you know, later mm-hmm. on in the, in the season. Do you have any uh final thoughts of this episode?
1: Uh I think this episode I definitely needed to watch it more than once because my initial reaction was um the same kind of reaction that i had to some other movies you and i have reviewed in the past that like just too over the top too sort of misogynistic and sexist language and um johnny on you know johnny Johnny over the top (laughs) johnny being peak johnny um but this you know the second and third and fourth and fifth times that i watched it it just made me laugh because i could take it more with a grain of salt sometimes I am a little too in my head around the work that I do. So I get a little sure. more defensive than I think the average fan does. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. I think that Matea did a wonderful job of layering the characters and giving the actors words that were really impactful because I thought everyone did a good job in this episode. Even the opening scene with everybody You know, in the boardroom, um, everybody seemed to have a good time and they all had zingers at each other, which
0: was really fun. Right. That was a lot of fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: okay uh well thank you so much for helping me finish up uh the season four episode reviews um if you welcome the interactions do you want to give out any of those social media plugs i i, I don't think uh you're you, what would you use to call yourself like a soul sword for hire podcast? Yeah, I was for a,
1: a sell sword podcaster because i didn't have my own show um I think the only thing on social that's public, honestly, is Twitter. And so if folks don't mind hearing me or seeing me talk about San Francisco Giants, San Francisco 49ers, LA Kings, um, LA Galaxy, my job, and my dogs, in addition to all the nerdy stuff like uh, Cobra Kai and Star Wars and um, anything Marvel, I'm at J-P-R-E-Q-U-I-R-O. Um, you'll see me because I'm always retweeting what Peter posts or what Cobra Kai companion posts. But yeah, I'm happy to have followers there. I- I'm fairly private on my other socials.
0: Uh, and also, you know, um, for those that are not yet in our group, if you're on Facebook and want to join our group, you know, you got to answer a couple questions and whatnot to kind of get through, you know, just so we know you're not a bot, but we, um, <laughs> Are doing the 50 days of Cobra Kai, so you know this has become an annual thing where we're watching every single episode of Cobra Kai, one episode a day, hosted by uh, our admin team plus other content creators that will be hosting live in the group. So Piolani will also be there. Um, I don't know which episode episodes that you might be doing. Uh, I know you're, I you're have, definitely in there somewhere. So uh, I have two this well. week. So old, I don't know old, when old, this old. is going
1: to drop, but I'm doing season one, um, episode three and episode six.
0: Oh, this is um, dropping almost immediately.
1: Okay. Well then uh, they're going to have too much P. E. in one week then.
0: There you go. And, and if, even if they miss you live, they can always go back and uh, and watch it. Cause it will still be uh, there in the, in the group page. So uh, for me, you guys can find me at uh Cobra Kai pod on Twitter at Cobra Kai Companion, companion with the K on Instagram, pretty active on both places. And I already mentioned the group. If you are a uh, if you are a listener of our show, please consider leaving an Apple Podcast review. That will really help out the visibility, especially uh, with season five around the corner. People will probably bidging uh, the episode and maybe looking for a podcast to listen to. So, if you like what we do, please uh, give us that rating, and uh, that really helps us out. So. Um, Thanks again Melanie, for joining me. Thank you everybody for your guys' continued support. And until the next episode, yes, fluids are crucial. If you don't hydrate, it affects performance. <laughs> haven't you done enough princess?